0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 68 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, and I am here, as always, with Megan Francis. And today, we're talking about birthdays. Um, Megan, it occurred to me that we have mentioned our kids' birthdays and had little segments or commentary, but we've never devoted an entire episode to kids' birthday parties. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And Sarah,
1: I have to admit that when you said that to me, I actually doubted you for a minute and was like, nope, not true. I thought certainly there's an episode Sarah's forgotten about because I swear I thought we did, but I I guess not.
0: Well It's something you and I've
1: talked about a lot, but just not done. And if you're a
0: devoted listener, you will probably Which I hope you all are. (laughs) You might hear a little bit of repeat because we've done throughout talking about other things. I know we answered a listener question once about birthdays. We've done a segment. Our very first episode included my very strong feelings about goodie bags. Um, so we have talked around it, but we're actually going to break this up into two parts. So today we're going to be talking about our own kids and their birthdays, which they happen to have every year as it happens. It just kind of works um, out that way. It way works. Um, we're going to talk about traditions and parties, if you do parties and gifts, and also how... Um, celebrations at school. I know a lot of our listeners have kids starting preschool and birthdays kind of become Mm -hmm. a thing that kids get to celebrate at school. And then next week, um, we're going to talk about when it's other kids' birthdays. So getting invited to parties, RSVPing, um, buying gifts for other people's kids and all the drama that goes along with that. So um, two episodes this week is all about our own kids and I'm excited to kick it off. So Um, Megan, I thought we'd start with talking about, um, well, why don't you start by telling us about your fall? You're entering the season of birthdays in your house, a lot of children, a lot of them have fall birthdays, but then from there, let's talk kind of about how little simple traditions in our families, apart from the parties, apart from the big gifts, things that have just kind of evolved as a way to make birthdays special for our kids. That's kind of where I'm headed, but why don't you tell us about your fall birthday extravaganzas? So,
1: um, when we're as we're recording this, it is like the second week of September, third week of September, and Isaac's birthday is a Saturday. So oh, okay. he kicks one. off our first fall birthday. Then, uh, just under a month later, or just over a month later, it's uh, William's birthday. And then Jacob's birthday is like two mm. and a half, three weeks later. After that, and then. Uh, Owens is in early December. So it goes September, October, November, December. I have a birthday. And your husband, John. And John also has a birthday. His birthday is a few days before Owens. And I I hate to admit that his birthday often gets lost in the shuffle, but it does. (laughs) It It does. does. (laughs) It does. So um, yeah, so it's busy around here. Um, We are moving out of the phase where all of the kids always wanted to have slumber parties and sleepovers and big ordeals like that. I mean, the older kids don't. They kind of do their own thing. You know, they're going to be 17 and 19 this year. It's just very different. Um, But for a while, it was pretty crazy. And I will say for a while, we were fortunate enough that all of our kids always somehow managed to have friends that were siblings. They would have like sibling groups. That's nice. And so their parties were really simple because you would call like two families. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd have a party, <laughs> yeah. you know, and for both kids, we'd knock them out. We'd like let them do joint parties. Um, and that's changing somewhat as well. So this is all a uh, shifting for me. It's like all, yeah, you know, it's kind of like when kids get older, it's harder to make Christmas special, kind of same right. thing for a birthday. Yeah. Um, But the one things that, you know, the one, and I guess we'll talk about, we're gonna talk about uh, traditions later, right? When yeah, am I allowed no, to like talk about better.
0: that? Yeah, yeah. You are allowed. Green well, light.
1: It's changing You know, I was just going to say, I think that it's just change, it's changing and it's changing slowly enough that I almost don't even notice it changing. Like I remember I used to always have a balloon tied to the birthday kid's chair. I love it. And I don't think I did that last year just because I think I kind of feel like the kids kind of outgrew balloons and they would just float around and become that obnoxious thing that, you know, just hovered around forever. Oh yeah, the Mylar balloons. Yes. We (laughs) do have a, um, we do have a banner that we break out for every single birthday and it's the same banner. And I, we finally had to replace it because it was falling apart. But, it's it looks just like the old banner, <laughs> so nice. that's another thing. Every kid gets the same banner. It's just kind of fun. Like our birthdays are very predictable and
0: comforting in that way that they're all very well, similar. I think those little tiny things are things that if you have like say a baby and a toddler and haven't started getting into this yet, that moms can actually like start to think ahead because we also have a banner, and I always want to get a cuter one, like something more Pinteresty, Etsy-like, mm-hmm. and it's like a drugstore. Like the, have, the, the like cardboard card, one? The cardboard letters yep, that kind of string out. And, um, and ours is the same. And then we also had this Disney snow globe. Um, Brian's side of the family collects, some of them collect snow globes. So we have a few random snow globes. But so it was actually a really nice, heavy, substantial, all the Mickey Mouse characters. And it was like, you turned it upside down and it was glitter and it was birthday themed. And you wound it up on the bottom and, you know, it had little music box music playing happy birthday. And that didn't start out as like, I'm going to make a big tradition as traditions often don't. But the kids would, we would only get it out on a birthday because it was more, you know, delicate and birthday themed. And so just the banner, the cardboard banner and the silly little Mickey mouse snow globe just only come out. And, um, you know, talking about the way you store this stuff or organize that we have a little small bin of kind of birthday stuff, just like you would for another holiday. So I think that's, I think we're kind of saying the same thing that just those little, a balloon on a chair or, and as your kids get older, you can save that stuff and then right. it becomes the tradition that you didn't, you know, maybe didn't set out to plan it that way.
1: Didn't we have a whole episode about how traditions aren't traditions until they are things that just yes, happened? Well,
0: that, I wrote that's like one of my favorite episodes <laughs> yeah. I've ever written about the holidays. Oh yeah, you're right. The post, it was a blog post. When, yeah. Um, like you don't have to
1: try so hard
0: yeah, to make an yeah, a because
1: yeah. if it's something that is fun and feels good and is simple enough to do it every year, it just becomes one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because the next year you're like, oh, that was fun. Let's do that again. Or, right. And oh, that didn't kill me.
1: That's the other thing. Yeah. Like that's yeah,
0: that myself. didn't kill me. Didn't I, kill don't me. Have, <laughs> I don't have post-traumatic stress exactly. around that particular. Exactly. <laughs> I, um, I love the balloon. I remember um, like as even one and two year olds, balloons are such a, um, you know, big ticket item. Yes. And the Mylar ones from the grocery store that they always see and never yep. get to. So yep. that is like, you know, there are maybe six bucks, which is kind of expensive for a balloon. But at the same time, if it's like the most exciting thing in your two year old's day. Exactly. I, I like that tradition. That and I'll, really- I'm, I'll still do a balloon for Clara this
1: year. She's yeah. she's the one who has a spring birthday. And uh-huh. so I hate to say that I have to admit this, but she's gotten a little bit of a better deal with birthdays yeah. because there's just one. And it's in March. It's a good time of year for me. Like, there's not a whole lot going on. Right. So it's really easy to kind of think about it and plan. Like, she's had real themed birthday parties. I don't really remember doing much of that with the boys because it was just bam, 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 bam. You know, I had to, like, get it all done. So, you know, that's okay. Like, you get what you get. They also got – probably had more fun parties because all their parties were just, like, these huge piles of boys. And so they every every kid – you know, I think sometimes we try too hard to make everything super fair and even too. And right. It doesn't so always true. work out
0: that way. So true. And the time of year, I made a note of that too, that the time of year, your kids are born is not, it's not something you have to overcompensate for or fight against. It just is. If your right. kid has a birthday near a holiday, that's going to look different than the kid who has a summer birthday, which is right. a whole different, you know, so it's not like, We don't need to apologize for these things. It just influences the way the birthdays go. Your kids still got born. That's what I tell them sometimes. Hey, (laughs) you still still got born. Here you are. Here's a balloon.
1: Here's Uh, a balloon. Eat your cake. (laughs) I made it. Can't you tell?
0: (laughs) Yeah. We have a couple other little like low-key traditions. And one that started in my family is we always tell a birth story, an age-appropriate birth story. It might not be actual labor and delivery (laughs) birth story. but. Um, we talk about over whether it's dinner or breakfast or whatever cake, we always take time, even with the little kids who may or may not be interested, we take time to talk about the lead up to when they were born, when they were born, what they were like, you know, what it was like in the hospital or when Mm -hmm. we got home. And we do that with my family with grown, grown people, even, you know, like my parents whose parents aren't all alive. Like we just, the stories have sort of like become collective knowledge. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of fun. I think as a mom, you get really reflective on your kids' births, you know, yes. because these are holidays for us, too, or they are anniversaries of giving birth. So I think that's kind of a nice – and kids often enjoy hearing those stories. You know,
1: I didn't really realize, but I think we do something similar. Um, we will always – like, I that's the day I always want to look up pictures. I think I've yeah. actually sent you pictures of my kids on their birthdays several <laughs> yeah. times because I'll be like, oh, and then grab a quick picture of a picture and send it yeah. off to Sarah. Um But. We'll often end up at the dinner, t- dinner table talking about something related to you know, the time that they were born or right. you know, their dimples or how big they yeah. were, the things that kids really love to hear about, yes. I think. And I remember my mom telling me, like little, little things I remember being a kid and my mom telling me that when I was born the first thing the nurse said before, even before it's a girl is, oh, she, well, this is how she found out. Oh, she has dimples. And so that was something <laughs> like, I remember my mom telling me that I'll never forget that. It was yeah. something she just kind of said in passing. Right. But yeah. yeah, it made a big impact on me. Like, oh, my mom remembers what this random nurse said about me all those years ago. So
0: yeah, yeah your kids will like that even little, even little kids. And then yeah. it just becomes those stories that we tell. So mm-hmm. totally yeah. agree. And that's also, uh,
1: and like you said, because you're already thinking about it, Again, it's easy. It's, it's not right. something you really have to th- plan or you know go out of your way to do. You're already thinking about your kids and what they look like when they're right. born, so it's not that big of a step to then pull out a picture and show them and talk about it.
0: Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor.
1: Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code momour.
0: Right, and when you tell the same stories every year, they, you know, siblings internalize it and it just yeah. becomes, you know, it's becomes a cool conversation to have. Um the only other thing I had on little simple traditions is ask your kids what would make their birthday feel special. I think sometimes we you know, we see stuff online, like, oh, now I'm going to make a special breakfast. I'm going to make their favorite breakfast, or I'm going to make right. their favorite dinner, or I'm going to surprise them with balloons after school. And first of all, you don't have to do all the things right every year. For you every also kid. don't
1: have to take a picture of your kid holding a sign that says how old they are and put it on Pinterest. Right. I'm just no. going to say that you don't have to do that.
0: You do not have to do if that. If you want
1: to do that, good. But At- don't let that be something that stresses you out.
0: Exactly. And, and there's a lot of really cute ideas out there. Thank you, internet. Um, but also you can ask your child, including a very young child, what would make your birthday special this week? I'm planning dinners. Is there something that would be, sometimes they just say, I want like potato chips on the side. Like they don't, they don't have the same, very small things make children up to the age of seven or eight pretty happy, you know? So a trip after school to get frozen yogurt. And then maybe they don't Reed actually doesn't like cake because he doesn't like frosting. So sometimes so we started another tradition that just evolved was donuts for him because he loves donuts. And that's Mm. not a normal thing for him for us. So I think it was a couple years where his birthday fell on a weekend, you know, it'll be like a Saturday. And then the next year, it's a Sunday. And just within that few years, it was like, well, now we get donuts on Reed's birthday. So um, ask your kid, like, you know, what what would make your birthday special? And then don't Feel like you have to do all the other things. Absolutely. So, yes, it has been said. All right, well, let's talk about, you mentioned your kind of parties. I think our listeners who know us know that both of us are low-key party people, and we have touched on this in other episodes. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, I've lived in nice weather areas, and even in Arizona, I, did, I didn't I did have any true summer birthdays. Rita's June 1st, which gets a little borderline, but you go to the splash pad or something. So I'm a big fan of meet-at-a-park and here's some grocery store cupcakes and a bag of chips. I mean, I think that worked for us for a really long time. Um, I think it's fun to do themes and to host if that's what makes you happy. But just know that that is that's optional. about mom. Not, yeah, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, or that there's little ways, you know, we hear theme. And even then, don't you think kids catch on to themes? Because they've been to parties that are themed. I know yeah. a couple of years ago, my kids were like, Where are like, we're our parties They shared that year. And they're like, our party's Harry Potter themed. I said, no, it's not. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, they were turning five and seven and they had gotten really into Harry Potter. But I mean, five-year-olds really don't know Harry Potter. And even seven-year-olds are just getting into yeah. it. And I was like, guys, your friends don't even know what this is. And they were like, no, we're, it's Harry Potter themed. So I got some Hey, they napkins. decided. Yeah, I got some napkins and I think like one other thing. And they were happy. Oh, Well, that's, and that's,
1: that's so a that's really that's good, good point. To, yeah, the theme but, can be like the plates you buy. Exactly. That's the and theme. That's- Get out of the yeah. eyeliner and, and like put a scar on a kid's forehead. Yeah. Voila, Harry yeah. Potter. You
0: know, it's we've, like. We've been totally brainwashed as to the extent that you can yes. have a themed party. And again, if you love to do it, then um, I'll, I should link to our friend Sarah Stewart Holland because she has a great post about why she does it and why she loves to do it, mm-hmm. which is a totally different thing. Um, and I'll link to that. Um, yeah, a lot
1: of times it's a creative outlet.
0: Yeah. For mom
1: who was like really good at party planning and if I yeah, was if I had tired. those skills, yahoo, you know. Yeah.
0: So um, anyway, yeah, that's my thoughts on parties. Have you guys had um one thing I wanted to talk about was when you have a bunch of kids or add more kids. I know big families get creative with um having ways so that not every kid gets a big party every yeah. year. So yeah. um do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, so we for a while were doing um they were allowed to have a big sleepover every other year. And then on the alternate year, they could just have, like, a friend or two over um, individually instead of having, like, the big, the big two kids together party. Right. Or they could go to the movies with their friends. Oh. And And we still kind of do that. I mean, I just – the era of the mass sleepover in our house is kind of ending. But they just don't – they don't hang out. Like, William's got one best, best, best buddy that he hangs out with almost all the time, and then, like, a couple other good friends who are really don't come here that often. Right. Um, Owen's got, you know, his cousin that he still hangs out with and, and a couple other friends. So he still does, like, the kind of, like, group sleepover. But again, I'm talking three kids, not eight. Right. <laughs> so right. it is changing, and I'm... Because it's changing and because it's not as taxing on me anymore, I'm, I'm fine with still just continuing to do it every year if they want to. But, you know, I have to also say for the first time in the last couple of years, we have done the thing where we rent out a spot and go and have a party there. We've done it a few times. We did it like at a laser tag place. And I think this year for Clara, we might do it at the gymnastics place. Um, simply because as they're getting older, I sometimes would rather not have them all in my house. Yeah. They oh, take absolutely. up a lot of space and they're loud. And, and
0: somebody else is doing the cleanup. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's it turns out to be a pretty good deal sometimes to just go someplace and let the kids go crazy and jump around and then leave at the end.
0: Well, um, and I yeah.
1: think you've entered
0: an era where it's assumed that it's drop off. I mean, that's another like when kids need less supervision. I find exactly. those some of those parties are really torturous to go to as a parent when you're expected to stay. And then when you but, don't have to, and when you also don't have to entertain the other parents
1: anymore, like yeah, nothing more comes, awkward so than feel, sitting around uh, for two very hours. Very awkward
0: because there's a bunch of adults standing around. So yeah, um, yeah so I agree. Like if if it's an age where the kids are able not to need that supervision and can be dropped off. And then as the yeah. host, you don't have the extra adults to deal with. You're not worried about the kids so much. So I can totally see that being a great option.
1: Um, I think the other thing that's different now with the older ones, it, the other thing that I always, always do is I always make a cake and it's always terrible, but then I don't make it from scratch because I think that makes, mix- cakes out of a box are great so I, <laughs> I make yeah. I make cakes out of a box it's almost always chocolate frosting on chocolate cake but sometimes if they ask for yellow or white or whatever I'll make that instead and then um and I frost it terribly and it's almost like a joke I'll just throw a bunch of candy and stuff on it at the end <laughs> or like I buy a little accoutrement sometimes like when I make Clara cake one time and I just put like this little beach scene on it so like
0: that actually was we a great cake that. we should show yes. a yes I made a beach cake a it was cake. great
1: and it was very easy um but, like, sometimes I'll just cover the cake with a bunch of just random little toys and stuff. It really can – like, if you <laughs> always crack the top of your cake or always have that spot where you didn't wait long enough for the cake to cool and then you tried to frost yeah. it and it, like, tore a chunk. You can – creative use of candy and or other, like, little objects can – Small Legos. <laughs> yes, can cover that. Um, although Clara was mad that I put shells on that cake. She thought that was oh. really gross. I was like, but I put them through the sanitary – you know, cycle on the dishwasher. She's like, why would you have done that, mom? So anyway, um, I don't know. What I, don't, I had a point. It's gone. But oh, the point cool. is that that was one little thing is that now I always do is the, is the cakes and I still do that for every kid. But now it's like, you know, Jacob and Isaac, they want to eat the cake with us and then they want to go do stuff with their friends. That's how right. they want to spend their birthday. And that's that's right. okay. I remember when that's how I wanted to spend my birthday. So right. You know, even that, even that concept of how that looks has changed, right. and I think Williams right. almost there too. Like, you know, we'll do after school, we'll do a cake, kind of early probably, because then that frees up his evening right. to do what he really wants to do, which may yeah. not be hang out with mom and dad and cousins and stuff. So,
0: well, I think I, you know. again, it it um, brings up the point of asking your kid or feeling out your kid on what would make. I mean, it's their birthday, and kids change yeah. and grow over the years. Um, I want to say something about one more thing about the pressure to have big organized parties as your kids start preschool and start going to these parties. And next week, we're going to talk about when you're attending and getting invited to all these big parties. But um, I I think sometimes we get sucked into thinking that our kids, because they now are exposed to this and oh, so-and-so's party is at the bouncy house place. And then I got to go to this party. So this is the party I want. I think there's ways to... Tell your child, because you are the adult in charge, in our family, here's how we do birthday parties. You know, every other year you get to invite friends or whatever you've decided is the rule. Or here's why we're not going to do one at the bouncy house place. Um, right. Again, I think sometimes we just feel pressured that everyone's doing it. And um, when your kids are really young, is not a bad time to start saying, well, here's how our family does birthdays. And they, kids, will be they really are fine with it. I think a lot of times yeah. they like to go to those parties more than they right. really care about having them. Um, yeah. and then another thing I've done is tried to bribe my children into doing, uh, a family day somewhere really fun that we don't normally get to go mm-hmm. instead of a yes. party. Um, we are close to Disneyland, so we can, if we get a decent one day ticket, it's not, you know, it's not as expensive as if you had to travel and stay overnight to go to Disneyland. So I have tried that. Um, the first year we lived here, they actually insisted on a joint party and we did it at the park. But, um, Reed did take me up on it and we did Disney instead of a party this year. So if there's something that they really want to do, some kind of amusement park or really special day, um, and you really don't want to host a party, I highly yeah. recommend offering Well, a and date.
1: we, we have a, a place, um, about an hour from here that the kids love. It's one of those, I think it's called sky zone. It's like one of those jumping trampoline parks that you could yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but it's expensive, you know, right. and it's far away. I don't want to be responsible for ship, like taking a whole truckload of kids. Yeah to an hour and 15 minutes away place and then have to pay 20 bucks a kid plus the cake and all that. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to kind of float it past the boys this year. If maybe that'll just be that. And maybe we'll meet their cousin Quinn there and, you know, bring their other cousin. You've got a little party. I mean, it's a nice thing about us having so many cousins (laughs) close in age. Um, It's kind of like a built-in party, but then it's also just like a relaxed family day. And that sounds nice. Like it's a good compromise. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. Or, or um, I know getting to like Allegra's age, um telling them they can bring one friend somewhere and it could be somewhere yes. you know we don't have the cousins but we might do a one friend thing yeah and then it could be somewhere the kids start to appreciate what a more bigger ticket day looks like you yes. can kind of see the calculations going like okay I could have a yeah. big party with cheap party favors or I right. can go to Disneyland you know they, they start yeah. to yes. the priorities um also yeah.
1: I think I think sometimes too like like you said, they appreciate going to those parties, like the big parties for other kids. But I have to say a few years ago, Clara had, I would say maybe the only legit like birthday party I've ever thrown for a kid where it had a theme. like it was all the stuff, like it had the yeah. theme. it had the cake, and she also got to pick whoever she wanted out of her classroom. I think I let her right. like pick up to I don't know, like ten kids or something, yeah, and i it actually caused her a lot of stress, yes, she liked it, But I think at the end of the day. She would have been happy just to have, like, her best friend or two right. there um, or do something with them that was special rather than have this big party where then she had to kind of – there was some a little bit of infighting and, like, she had to negotiate right. that a little bit. And there was a lot of stress about her feeling bad about not inviting everyone in the class and how are we going to get the invitations yeah. to the girls who were coming. Yeah. Um, and then, you know – and then boys, she also wanted boys to come, but that would have been, like – Double the size, and I was like, "You're right. gonna have to make a choice." I mean, it could be a small group of girls and a small group of boys, but it just it just ended yeah. up being a lot of pressure for her, even. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that kid depends on the kid.
0: Yeah, well. no, that's, a, that's a really, really good point. And I would say it's not a bad idea when your kids are at those ages where it's harder to decide and it's a little overwhelming. Just start the conversation early and, and yeah. don't be afraid to set boundaries because what little kids will do is just declare, I'm having my birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And you're like, no, yes. you're not. No, you're but not. It's wish fulfillment, right? I mean, it's fantasizing and then you can kind of like have the conversation and work it back right side it. I think. Um, so
1: so in that light, I have to share this. This is really cute. Yeah. Um, my niece, Ruby,
0: who mm-hmm. is about a
1: year and a half older than Clara, um, I don't, she's been sending me random texts. I don't, she doesn't have her own phone, but I think they have like an extra phone in the house that the kids can use every yeah. now and then. And so sometimes when Jen is texting me, I'll, they must be sitting down together texting because then Ruby will start texting me. And she so sent cute. me this picture uh, on like a legal pad and it <laughs> says, Ruby's list to do for birthday. Oh, so here are the things that she's got listed. Shed Aquarium. Slumber party, medieval times, sky zone, mall, movie, zoo, power and motion—that's our um, gymnastics place. Okay. Barn—I'm not—I'm not sure what barn's all about. And sleep <laughs> and park. Come back for sleepover. So she asked me, ask Claire to pick two. Oh. Well, what she rested, she said is, ask Clara which is her two favorite ones for my birthday. Taco emoji, taco emoji, poop emoji. <laughs> so I sent her back a bit emoji with me holding a list saying, "Will do," like a little check mark. Yeah. And then she wrote me back a day later. She's like, can you text me Clara's answer? And I was like, well, Clara says Aquarium or Sky Zone. I mean, yeah, obviously, course. she's that's what she's going to pick. Then a, like a day later, she texts me back and she's like, well, we're just doing a slumber party with a face mask and watch a movie. So <laughs> obviously, Jenna, I haven't talked to Jenna yeah. about this, but obviously Jenna let her fantasize a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: And then reined it back in. And now she's yep. doing probably exactly what Jenna wanted her to do in the first place, exactly. which is have a slumber party and maybe make it fun like a spa. I mean, but it's just kind of like she got to think about what that would be like and even get Claire involved. And then in the end, she's probably going to be totally thrilled with what she actually gets. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: I can I actually, it. I'll it's share really that picture cute. with
1: you and you can put it on the show notes because it's that just is really adorable. cute.
0: And now we're yeah. really off topic, but Allegra has also been really interested in texting lately. She has no device of her own. They, she uses an iPad for games, but we don't have any ability to communicate with anyone on it. And uh-huh. um, we are playing fantasy football as a family. Like our extended family has a football uh-huh. league, and Allegra has her own team. Like we're we're really into football. We all play fantasy football. So through the fan through the Yahoo Fantasy app, you can message just the players in the league, which is yep. a very safe way to because it's literally right. it's literally my only your people. Yeah, yeah, it's her aunts, uncles, and grandparents. And even then, I've like been trying to give her a little bit of like digital citizenship like you can't just send a poop emoji unannounced to like your you know <laughs> cousin's husband that you've met once like, right you know? exactly so um anyways, that's that's all except the same just like ruby allegra is kind of practicing texting yes. and starting to like have these little and lots of emojis so many it's emojis cute. it's very cute and a very sort of safe safe place to do mm-hmm. it so i love that ruby gets to text you very fun Um, okay. Well, I was going to kind of go into buying gifts for our kids or what happens when the gift lists get crazy, how you handle just simple gifts for giving your own, again, not buying for other people's kids. We're going to go there next week, but, um, what we get our birthday kids or how we shop or how we handle that. Do you have any initial thoughts? Uh, our
1: birthday presents have always been few and low key part and, and low key. Often there's a clothing item the kid needs anyway. Okay. It seems like something like that always pops up in the fall. Like mm-hmm. that's when you realize their shoes are all ripped up, or like they right. really need, you know, something like a coat. I mean, just something like that. It's right. it. So it's often it like just kind of a convenient time to do that. Right. And right. then we'll usually get something like a book, and then some kind of fun something. But it's generally speaking, we keep birthday gifts. I think that started out of necessity just because we had so many birthdays one after the other. Yeah. We just didn't want to end in right before Christmas, you know, yeah. it's like, this is not week. And then it just worked out. And I have to say as well, like the kids' expectations were set yes. so early that that's yeah. what a birthday looks like in our house that yep. that, that it's never been a problem. They've never yep. been like, I didn't get much, you know. Like, right. It's not, yeah. And they'll usually, you know, they usually get something from a friend like, even if they only have two or three friends, like some and now, a lot of the kids are into giving cash, but they'll get a little money and some Xbox points or like, you know, right. a little toy or something, and then they're happy. So yeah. that's kind of how it looks in our house.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And you said also, because you do have all the cousins, and my kids don't, but I know a lot of families do, that you guys stopped giving presents to your nieces and nephews and vice versa, right? On we birthdays. did. It's we,
1: just... we, we have a moratorium on that. I will say, yeah. I may have to revisit that with Jenna, because now it's becoming awkward for the older kids who go to parties where everyone else is giving them a present, and it's kind of like oh, my like kids that feel bad. Friend
0: party, okay.
1: To a friend party, so I think yeah. I may talk with Jenna about that, about adjusting that because I don't want the kid, I don't want Phil Jack to come over and feel bad because he doesn't have a gift for right. Owen on Owen's birthday, like friend party. That's right. you know that wasn't yeah, the intent. The intent of the of it was I don't want to show up at um, the family party where there's already a pile of gifts from all these other relatives with my own gift. It just feels excessive and then it becomes like an obligation. And so that we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to burden each other with that. So, right. yeah. Um, but, you know, everything, I, I guess, it's so funny. I've said so many times, like, I might have to revisit that or I'm rethinking that. And this, just like Christmas or, or other yeah. holidays, this stuff changes. Like, you don't have totally. to get locked in. And not every tradition has to last forever. No. Sometimes they absolutely. serve the purpose for a while and then... And then they stop serving that
0: purpose and then you find something else to do or you adjust. Exactly. When, when do you guys, when does your kid typically have their cake and open their presents? Is that a set thing mm-hmm. or is it just float around based on when we the either do falls? it right
1: after school or we do it in the evening and we kind of base it depending on whether we're going to have like oftentimes Jenna's family will come over and have cake and ice cream with us. If we're going to do that, usually do it a little bit later because then okay. it's easier for those, you know, yeah. she's working and easier for everyone to get over. Um, But sometimes we have stuff going on in the evening and the kids just want their cake. And I used to be real weird about like, you have to have the pizza first. And then, you know, you have to. And I was like, wait, why do I? No, we could just have cake right away and then we could eat dinner later. It's not. Well,
0: Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately. And it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. I'm so glad you brought that up because I forgot another one of our traditions is just flip-flopping the order and our kids open presents. So let's say we were having family over like my parents or something for the family birthday. Um, we would open gifts like during, like before dinner in that lull between like dinners, maybe cooking, or we're having a glass of wine, like happy hour time. Let the kid open their presents, then do dinner and then have cake and sing after the presents used to be like this big like pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and then you had two and three year olds like, you know, it might right. even just be four or five presents, the family ones. Like we're not talking about a big party. But then I was like, why are we making them wait to open their presents? Is their birthday? Right. And no, I know. Yes. We're just sitting around. So I forgot. That's another thing we've done is presents are whatever whatever the celebration looks like. Presents happen almost first, and then they can yeah. play with this stuff. And then yeah. Um, yeah. you know, then cake might be after dinner or whatever. But.
1: Well, I guess the lesson there is again not to get too hung up on things having to happen. And it's, it's a birthday, so right. it's a special day. It, it doesn't need to follow any anybody else's timeline. It doesn't have to right. look like a regular dinner night where you right. eat and then wait, digest a little bit, and then have dessert. I mean, right. it can really look however you and or the birthday kid want it to look. So, right. Right. yeah, we've moved we move things around. Sometimes we'll do um, gifts right away, and also when you do gifts right away, the kids are it keeps the kids occupied for a bit. <laughs> And it gives them, you know, so the adults can socialize a little bit if they're adults and maybe order the pizza or whatever, whatever's coming next, if you're making a dinner or whatever, it's, it just kind of gives you a little buffer and that's the thing everyone wants to do anyway.
0: Yeah. Yep. So no, agreed. Um, I have a couple more thoughts on gifts geared toward littler kids, um, One thing is that um, we've started to let our kids buy gifts for each other with a very small budget. I think I talked about this in a Christmas episode, but um, Mm -hmm. I was starting to feel like my kids didn't really have any concept of giving because the, well, we'll talk about it next week with the friend birthdays, but. They weren't really connected to the process of um, picking something out for a yeah. family member because I was doing all of that. Or a lot, mm-hmm. we, we have very generous grandparents. So a lot of times our family barely does anything because the grandparents and the aunt and uncles do. So um, we have made a point the last few birthdays, even with you know two, three, four, five, six-year-olds, of letting them pick out something for their sibling. And I completely step back and it's usually something terrible. Like yes. how often the kids will pick out something they really want because all kids do that. So like Reed will give something Pokemon themed to his sisters for their birthday. And I just, I just, I just let it go. Um, Because it's just more of the practice. It's just like, and um, I've talked before about going to like a Walgreens instead of a target where there's a very small. Yes. That's, we both do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can find a little cheap something. Yep. And it's more just about the act of doing it and they do, and they really like it. Um, So, and then maybe getting involved in wrapping or drawing them a picture, just some little thing. I think I was in the weeds for a few years where I just couldn't, I didn't have the time to slow down to do that. But now I am trying to make sure that every kid is doing something for the other kid's birthday, mm-hmm. like at a max of 10 bucks. And at this point, it's still coming out of my pocket. But it's just about like having them get in that habit. Um, also, right. with really little kids, if you are like me and have super generous relatives, uh, I would say do not hesitate, number one, to give guidance. I've said this on, we've <laughs> talked about this in at length in holiday episodes. But if relatives are asking what your kid's into or what they want for their birthday or what they need tell them because generous relatives who want to know are generous and you get, (laughs) you get to guide them. I think, um, we don't need to be so, Oh, you know, whatever is fine the kid benefits, but also it helps like kind of set some values about what kind of toys you like in your house and all that. And then number two, don't be afraid to set aside if the kid gets too much right away. We've said this too. Um, I think in a previous episode that if they're inundated with a bunch of new stuff, and they open it and you can tell one thing isn't going to be like the thing they play with right away. Just set it aside for a rainy day. It works great with like art supplies, art kits, that kind of stuff. Um, Do you ever um, re-gift? The only time I re-gift is if we get something we already have, I think.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have once or twice. It's not ever really been an issue, but because we haven't had those big friend parties where kids who don't really know the other kid. That's, right. I think that's when you end up with a lot of re-gifting materials, when you have like a yeah. big classroom party. Yeah. And it's as a mom, you know what it's like when your kid gets invited to one of those parties. Yeah. And we'll talk about that next week. But like, crap, I don't know this kid at all. Right. Right. And then you ask your kids, like, what do you want to get them? And they're never any help.
0: Right. <laughs> so
1: right. when we've had that kind of situation, that's when we've ended up with things where I'm thinking,
0: oh, maybe I'll just right. put
1: this in a drawer and, right, you know, yeah.
0: hang and, on yeah, to it. I think, I think the theme of this episode... <laughs> actually is emerging that you as a parent can take an active role in how you shape kid birthdays. It doesn't, you don't have to succumb to peer pressure. You also don't have to succumb to the whims of a two-year-old so that you, you know, you get to shape how this looks and how birthdays can be special in your family. And Um, and
1: really, if you think about it, I mean, what is the point of having a birthday celebration? It's to honor this person for being in your life. Um, It's to be a little bit special, right? Uh, but it's it's just a day, just like any other yeah. day in, in other ways. And so I feel like sometimes, you know, I think back, like, what, what would I rather my kid remembered, like, their birthdays were sort of casually, maybe a bit sloppily thrown together at times, but fun, special enough, and everybody appreciated that kid, that person for being there, or like this right. stress-filled nightmare where mom's yeah. running around biting everyone's head off because things aren't coming together correctly. Right. And I guess I would right. always just choose the
0: first <laughs> if yep. I had to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, real quick before we wrap this, I think this this will be quick, but um, I know my kids have had very specific ways of celebrating their birthday at school, and we did an episode recently about um, things not to freak out about when your kids start school, and this reminded me, but um, I, I just would encourage parents to ask the teacher or ask the school how they like to celebrate birthdays in the classroom. Number one, classroom birthdays pretty much go away, I would say, by like first grade usually, so, you know, like in terms of br- sending something in or Oh really? Um, not we, in our school. Really? So do they? They do them all the way up through. They do them all the way through elementary really? school. Okay. Yeah. I think it's cracking down over here. There's definitely no yeah, food Yeah. There's in our elementary the whole sweets school.
1: thing and food. Like, yeah, that's definitely become more of a focus of not doing that. But I know they definitely right. do, do celebrations in class. I mean, we live in a small town. It's kind of old school yeah. here. So no, I love yeah. that.
0: Well, yeah. But preschool, I think, is at the height of where you may or may not send in something to eat. Um, Montessori preschools have usually like a very specific little tradition they have. Um, So I guess um, my advice, if there is any, is to make sure you connect with the teacher about that because sometimes you see what's coming home, like maybe a kid sent in a party favor for their classroom celebration. Well, that doesn't mean you have to. Right, (laughs) We're like beating a dead horse here. But that... So just you know, and then also ask your kid. I know, like Allegra was really intimidated by being the center of attention, and I never forget in kindergarten, her teacher kept calling her birthday girl on her birthday, and she was like, "It's yours." She didn't want to be called birthday girl. (laughs) So like, (laughs) it's like know your kid, and then touch base with the teacher, and don't succumb to peer pressure. I guess that's just my. I don't know. Do you have any other? advice on classroom birthdays or? I, I think that, you know, one thing I would say, is, and, and the one thing I will
1: say is also that when I say they still do birthday parties, like usually what it is, is you get to send a treat in and right. then they eat it during what would have been snack time anyway. Right. Um. Sometimes like the teacher will say the week of your birthday, that's the week you're the leader, or the, you know, whatever, the snack leader or whatever the okay. leadership, yeah, whatever yeah. leadership roles exist in your yeah. child's first or second grade often that child ends up getting that role for that week of their birthday. Um, but that's kind of separate. So one thing I've, I just, you just don't have to overthink it too much because there's been plenty of times when the night before the kid, you know, the birthday falls on say Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. And I forget that they're going to then celebrate on Friday and it's Thursday night. And I'm like, Oh shoot. I forgot to make anything. And if I make, you know, if I make cupcakes now, they won't cool enough before bed to frost them And then I don't want to do it in the morning. Anyway, long story short. Um, I have often then just emailed the teacher and said, "Can I just bring them in tomorrow?" And right. usually they'll say, "Yeah, like two o'clock would be perfect" or something like right. that, because they have their days planned out. So it's not. And then I think actually the kids kind of like that mom shows up. If that's something you're able to do with your schedule or your work, you know. Um, oh yeah, my kids have always, always kind good. of liked me showing up with their treat, and I, you know, I try very hard not to be disruptive and I just come in, drop it, and leave. It's not like I'm, yeah, yeah. hanging out. But sometimes it's been also like. I run to Dunkin' Donuts and right. get a box of uh, oh, what are they called Munchkins? Yeah, because that's like one or two bites. Yeah, yeah. So I know the kids aren't gonna go all get all jacked up on sugar. Yeah, and it's still a special treat and all that. So I guess I just don't really overthink it too much. It's just as long as they end up with some kind of treat in their hand at some point during the day. I'm good. <laughs>
0: yeah, and as, and yeah. as long as it's the kid meets the kid's expectation, which again comes right. back to like finding out which part. Like, what do you like about? I, I always ask my kid what it's like when other kids have birthday celebrations at school. You know, like, oh, so and so's birthday. What would you guys do? What did you like about? You know, because yeah. they don't necessarily want or need all of the possibilities. Um, the little Munchkins reminded me that a few years ago I got a mini muffin tin, and I had never made miniature cupcakes or miniature muffins. And I can't mm. tell you how many times. I've used that either for box cake mix or for um we make homemade muffins more often now it's like mm-hmm. a little bit healthier. Um and for the same reason. It's such a good size. So for birthday treats yeah. that's a great one. Teachers will appreciate it, parents will appreciate it and it's still it's cute. It still looks like a cupcake or a muffin it's or whatever. It's cute and it. you can also
1: make a whole classroom's worth.
0: Yeah, it's 24. You know, with one the, box. Yep. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, and so I don't know, it was like 10 bucks. I'll link to the one I have, but I I kind of thought it seemed like a like a funny baking bakeware to have yeah, and yeah, I yeah. Use it way more we than we have one and we use it a lot too. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well I, before we wrap this episode, I kind of wanted to do our usual segment and just update people what's going on in our lives. Cause we All haven't right. done that in a few weeks. So, um, I really want to know more about the DJ, the morning DJ gig. Um, if you really are just listening for the first time, Megan recently took on a job as a morning show co-host at her local, radio station. But I want you to tell us like what it like what, what is it like when you're in there? Like how does the job work? Like I okay. wanna know about like yeah, I want to know.
1: Well first of all, I've learned some things about the radio biz in the last two weeks and I am not a DJ. I do not <laughs> I do not disc jockey. Okay. The music is pre-selected by some other person. I don't know who that is. Okay. And it is my job to be the color mm-hmm. and a personality. So all right. I'm like, if you could see my face right now, I'm making all of the, all of the silly faces, yeah, cool. but uh-huh. I, so basically here's what it is. I get up, uh, I get to the station around 630 and usually I, uh, my co-host and I, Johnny, we use Evernote and we'll have like a list of things we're going to talk about. We usually okay. actually figure that out the day before, but we'll add to it. And then we literally just sit there and wait for our, and there's like a little computer where I can see what's coming up next. And they have a lot of it. They can see the song and you can see okay. um the commercials or whatever. Okay. And you can see, like, live on studio, and we've got, we've got like a running, you know, schedule, and I can kind of look and say, oh, we're going to be talking about this or that, and so we'll be just sitting there. I mean, we just kind of sit there and
0: chat, and then how long are the segments where you're chatting, like in between? It's been actually a long time since I've even listened to morning radio like this. Generally speaking, like three, two to three minutes. Okay.
1: And then there'll be like little teasers. So we'll do like, you know, next up after this Taylor Swift song, we're going to talk about donuts in the classroom or whatever it is. And then, right. so that'll be really quick. And then I also started doing the weather, which freaked me out. That was the scariest yeah. thing okay, I've done so far. I want
0: to know like the, radio, okay. like I can picture what you're like chit chatting. Cause we do that, Yes, but I want to,
1: I so the weather, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty formulaic. I mean, I have a thing in front of me when I get there that says what the weather is for the day and then, um, like what it's going to be tonight. And so really all you have to do, you kind of read it, but you don't want to sound like you're reading it. So I'll be right. like, you know, say it's, I'll be like, Good morning. It's 730. It's, you know, 65 degrees right now. Looks like it's going to be sunny and warm later with a low of or high of 82 and a, I don't know, low of 60 tonight. Right now it's 55 degrees. And then we go right into the segment. Okay. So this morning, though, I did it. And it, it's a lot of pressure because there's like a lot of things to get correct. And also Numbers. you're leading. I'm leading the segment. There's no one else. It's just dead air if I don't say anything. So um, and it's live. So that really stressed me out. And today I actually forgot to write down what the current temperature was. And so I like did my whole spiel and I got to the end and I'm like, and it's, uh, Johnny, what, what, what is it right now? And then he said it and we kind of laughed and it was fine. It's not a big deal because it's just, we're supposed to be kind of silly. So right. um yeah. So then between segments, we often talk about what we're going to like, wh- how we're going to kind of structure um, a segment coming up, and what we might talk about the next day. Sometimes we'll pre-record things while we have time because um, I don't go in on Fridays, oh, okay. so we would like to pre-record a little bit and get some stuff out of the way.
0: So it's just—I mean, it, it goes really fast. It's like now is there and there for about two and a half is hours. Just decided that you need to talk about like you know a news story or like celebrity. News we don't or either, like so
1: we don't really do news. We do. Well, I mean, we do trending. It's called trending topics. I guess it's yeah. news, but it's like fluff news. And we okay. there's places you can go. They're called prep sites that have all that stuff pulled. Okay. So you can pull from there if you want. I often will just, just like scan my Facebook feed and see what people are talking right. about right. and throw that in there. Um, I don't do any of the entertainment news because I know nothing. I know n- okay. like literally nothing about celebrities or what's going on in entertainment. So it's actually kind of funny because the guy it's, um, previously, like it's always been the the female host job on the show to do that. And I, I am useless. So, you know, he'll, he'll kind of cobble together a few stories and lead that one. And then I just kind of say sarcastic things like, I can't believe I've been on the show for two weeks and we're still talking about Taylor Swift every day. (laughs) So stuff like that. And then, you know, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's like, it kind of fits my skill sets, which it turns out is just making commentary
0: And then do you have have you guys had feedback from like how much do you interface with listeners? Do people call in? Do they write in? I'm just sometimes they they,
1: yeah they sometimes comment on Facebook pretty often on Facebook. Um, They called in a few times, but usually they only we do a trivia thing every day where you can win a pizza. People call in like crazy for that, but people don't often call in otherwise. (laughs) We shared a story about like. um, Uh, kids losing their tooth in unusual ways story. Someone called in for that. I think something easy like that. We did talk about bacon and how it's in everything. And that's another part of this job is just coming up with like stuff you notice about life to comment on. So I was like, what is it with bacon and everything? I think it's jump the shark. Like we have to move on. What's the next bacon? And this woman called and she's like, hey, what y'all got against bacon? And we're just laughing. I was like, well, we don't really have anything against bacon. We'll be hung up. And she just kept calling back over and over. And Johnny's like, oh, man, I think I've heard from this woman before. I'm pretty sure she's drunk. It was like 9.30 in the morning. He's like, she'll just keep calling. I'm not answering the phone. And she just kept calling over and over. So those are the kind of people sitting by their phone, (laughs) apparently wanting to talk to us. Uh, It's not very interactive. I just don't think people call places anymore
0: Yeah, as a general rule. So I'd like people to call. If you want to
1: call, that would make me very happy.
0: Yeah, it's been that long since I really had a morning show that I listened to regularly enough. So I think that's part of my wanting to hear how it all works. Is also the ten or fifteen years since yeah. I even was a consumer of that kind of a show that yeah. um, it's all changed. You know, we
1: how, we get a lot more feedback on Facebook. That's probably yeah. the biggest. Yeah, but I also am doing a, a Wednesday advice thing every oh, Wednesday. Fine. I fine you can leave a that. comment or you can. Um, you can, we can maybe like put a link because actually I would love to get, I can field questions from anywhere. And if I answer your question, you can stream it from home. You don't have to be in my town. Yeah,
0: that's great. So we'll put a link to how, how our listeners can stream your show in general. And then also how they can submit questions to your yeah advice, advice segment. I love right. it. It's so cool. Well, thank you for You're indulging welcome. me. Um, what was I going to talk about? Well, I was going to update on that. I did go to ballet because the last time we did this segment, I think, or last time we talked about our, what's going on in our personal lives, I said, I was going to go take a ballet class. So I would like to report back that I did twice. Um, I went two weeks in a row and then this last week I had to miss for a very legit, I even had my clothes packed, my ballet shoes in the car and Reed had a doctor's appointment that went long. So I had to miss, but um, it was really, really good. And it was really sweet. I had a lot of people on Instagram or just personal friends who were genuinely like really interested and complimentary of me going back to ballet. And it was just very flattering. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, yeah.
1: And it it's was not the kind like, of thing you really ever think about a 30 something mom doing. That's why it's so cool. You know, most people yeah. think, well, that's behind me now. It's over.
0: Yeah. And the class is perfect because it is an adult ballet class. It's all adult women. It's not particularly beginning in that all of the women in there have a knowledge of ballet that you don't have to explain what the steps mean or yeah. like to go over the combinations really slowly, but no one is in tip-top shape either. So it's kind of perfect. Like athletically, right. it's it's low key enough for most levels, but from an understanding of ballet, it's actually I would say an intermediate to advanced class and the, the teacher's not breaking down every step. She's assuming that you know what the words mean and right. that you've been in a ballet class before. So it's actually perfect um they they're really nice women the teacher was really good and ballet like anything has definitely people who subscribe to different styles or different theories philosophies and just with my background it it would be hard if i went in and it was like a super duper russian style or something that i wasn't right. as big a fan of but this style fit very well mm-hmm. with the way i was trained and um the dancing that i did like later into my 20s so yeah it was really good i was so so sore the fir- i mean i knew i would be <laughs>
1: You're probably using muscles you have not used.
0: Oh, yeah. Specifically from the waist down. It's so funny because from the waist up, it felt so easy to move like that. Like all the port which is arm movements, and like all of the dancey part, like from the waist up felt so good, like so easy in a way, like it never left. And then from the waist down, it was like things just didn't work the way they used to work. And I was, I mean, I could barely walk for two or three days. But what was interesting is I thought with a whole week in between classes that I would be just as sore the next week. I thought, well, I'm just going to go and it's going to be the same, but I was so much less sore. So I don't really know how that works in terms of like, it seems like my muscles had a week to rest and I would have been signing up for the same torture, but it was, I was like moderately sore for one day instead of outrageously sore for three. So it was improvement. So good. yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, so I can't I wait to see going. a picture
1: of you. You know, in a, I wore a, a leotard. I actually
0: wore a leotard <gasps> the second time. Do you the wear first, pink tights? I did not wear pink tights. I think once oh. you, once you don't have to wear pink tights, really, you never you, you need to again. I, do I, again. But I wore either. a leotard and black tights um, the oh. second time. The first time I wore like a workout top and um, leg like capri length leggings, so it was still mm. like the silhouette was still slimming and, you know, like I could get away with it in a dance class, but it was not dance attire. But the other women in the class were wearing, you know, ballet clothes. A lot of them had a skirt or, you know, like it was adult version. It wasn't black and pink. But, um, so yeah, I went through this bin that's like a freaking time capsule of stuff, of dance stuff. And I threw away a bunch of stuff that wasn't in good shape, but there were other pieces that could be, you know, washed really well and were fine. And so it's like, yeah. So 12, almost 12 years. From the time I had a leotard wow. on to the next time. <laughs> wow, well, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. You so. should put
1: put a picture. If you should get a picture of yourself and throw it in the show notes. When's your I next know, class? I know. Just
0: take uh, Friday. So do it. So
1: do it. Uh, oh, it won't be this one, but next team, next time maybe. Yeah,
0: next week's. I promise, or I'll or I'll All post right. it on our. And you should
1: do time. it like in the mirror with like <laughs> you know. I'm not trying to artistically direct you, but I'm just okay. thinking, like, what would be the most quintessential ballet shot, you know?
0: Yes, I will all yeah. send it to you for approval first you Okay, thanks. Art direct me. So. Sounds good. All right, well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Everything we talked about will be at themomhour.com. This was episode 68. And join us next week when we will continue birthdays. We're going to talk about when your kids get invited to all those other kids' birthday parties. Um, And this was fun. So we will see everybody back here next week and check us out at themomhour.com in the meantime. See you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug.
1: That is amazing.
0: Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code theMomHour. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K E R I K A dot A P P and use code theMomHour to save
1: 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring, just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life.
0: Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general.
1: You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom or listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com,
0: and that's Megan with two A's, francis.substack.com.